0: Are you listening? Damn. And we are back here with the three M Egos or as we'll be starting here the two amigos. Mike, how you doing, brother man? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? Just just living life. Living life. Adam will be phoning in later. We are figuring out how to do that. He'll be busy with work and be coming into the show here later to catch in on what we're going into. But uh, we came to you here. Monday evening with our take quick takes from the weekend, but Mike, anything that you've kind of sat on here and want to talk about or expand on anymore? Have you been you know mulling things over here this week?
1: Um, you know, I'll say I, I'm looking a little bit at this uh, this game tonight here. The, these Thursday night games, I think. uh yeah. I think there is definitely um, um a little bit of money to be made on the on the unders. Um, I, I know you and I actually took over in the 13 point teaser because we could get it down to 27. Um, yeah. But with the lion being 40. I think even in a six-point teaser, bumping that to forty-six, these teams haven't really had much time to prepare. You know, as we've seen statistically, the Thursday mm-hmm. night games tend to g- lean under. Um, I think I heard a stat earlier today that um, it was like eleven out of the last eighteen games have been uh, have been yeah. under uh, under the yeah. original line. Yet alone if you get to bump it up with the teaser.
0: With these Thursday night games, you're talking about teams coming off a really short uh, week, three days maximum of rest, really. Uh, So these guys are still sore, just not prepared to go 100% in a game. So like you mentioned, these things tend to hit the under. And if you can tease it, um, now that I'm thinking about it, here I wish we could almost tease it up to 53 because I would feel great about that for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean 27 is is definitely a, a hell of a number for an NFL game but yeah. if this game tonight ended 10 9 10 7 you and I it's not like anybody would really be surprised and be like oh my gosh I can't believe the Rams in this 49ers game ended 107 you know so yeah. I, I am a little more scared than if we would have had the 52 53 like but um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I guess that is the route that we're going to be going that route for tonight is that over 27. Wait,
0: wait. With that being said, though, this 49ers defense is completely decimated. Um, I, I see, we're talking about Jared Goff here, so it's not going to be anything spectacular, but he's going to have a decent night. Todd Gurley coming off the first time in his career. He's had a receiving and rushing touchdown. He's a hell of a player, um, and they got weapons around him. I, I think going against this defense, um, the, game, the, the way the game's going to play out, you know. I think the Rams get up here early, to be honest. 49ers trying to come back, maybe throw the ball. It gets a little interesting.
1: Yeah, I like I like the Rams a lot, especially in a teaser. If you can even get that even, – even if you can just buy two or three points and make it either one or make it straight up, I, I think the Rams are definitely going to win tonight. All coming yeah. off a loss in a game that they feel like they could have won. Um, the 49ers, as we all know, are definitely down. It's not like I'm going to sit here and, and trust Hoyer too much. So I, I'd like to be able to start off my week here. Uh, hitting on a couple of these uh of uh, these Thursday night ones to um make the Sunday payouts a little bit better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Starting with Sunday then the early game nine thirty in London. I know we both have this in the teaser already, the Ravens, Jaguars. Uh what are your thoughts in general on the game? I know we have our bets that so we'll touch on here as well. What are you thinking here thoughts that are going through?
1: Well, you know that's another thing, another stat I was looking at. I, I think it was the last seven or eight games with the with the Ravens have their games have gone yeah. under forty, um, and, and like an extra amount of amount of the games, um, it's typically that their games go under. So uh, I think that's definitely the route. Again, I I do like the early games from a betting perspective because at least um, it kind of could give you a, a jump start. You know, if you hit on on like tonight's games uh, on that over under, or or you hit on the Rams and then a little bit of a head start. Maybe you already hit on three of your teasers. I feel like it makes the the Sunday games a little bit more exciting.
0: Or we could look the other way, and we're incredibly depressed before the 1 o'clock games even start.
1: Positive vibes, positive (laughs)
0: vibes. (laughs) Sheesh.
1: Um, Like I said, I do like the under, though, definitely.
0: Yeah, and I think now the whole Marshall Yonda thing with the Ravens makes me really nervous just because their offense, I think this year, they've shown is really going to – they will be predicated around the run. Uh, with that being said, Blake Bortles is – who knows how long he's even going to be playing quarterback for him. And going against this Ravens defense, uh, I think they're going to get exposed in a couple of early turnovers leading to points, if not scores for the defense. I, I, I love I love teasing it even with six, but I think we got it – I know I put it in one of my 13s, and it's just something that – I'm telling you, those 13-point teasers help me sleep real comfy.
1: <laughs> you know, um, the Jags sitting at one-on-one one here too. And, and, you know, let's say let's say Seattle goes over Tennessee this weekend, which I'm not saying that's the way I'm picking, but let's just say that's the way it ends up going. Um, There's a good chance that all the teams in the AFC South could be sitting at one and two this weekend. I, I heard an interesting take. Uh, I think I was listening to Bill Simmons. I think he was the one that kind of brought it up the first time, put the idea in my head. Um, but if the Saints fall to and 3 this weekend, if I'm the Jags or the Colts or, or even the Texans – why not throw a couple draft picks and see if you can bring in Drew Brees? If you feel like you're just a quarterback away, they've got the rosters. I know he's an older guy, but I, I, a lot of these teams talk about. You know, we're a quarterback away. We're a quarterback away. I mean, obviously Indianapolis probably isn't the route, but I think Jacksonville and Houston at least got to look at that.
0: Uh, I agree. I just don't. Maybe tell like, what do you? I, I just don't feel like these deals are done really ever in the NFL. You know, like that. This I, move makes sense. Why doesn't it happen more?
1: Exactly. I, I I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure it's got to be the contract. I, I know Drew Brees has a ridiculous contract, so I mean, yeah. it's not even possible for them to get out of that. No, Jacksonville um, has
0: a ton of cap room.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. I, it, it, it makes so much sense for for Jacksonville. Throw a couple picks. You know, fuck. I've got to watch my language there, but <laughs>
0: throw. Uh, you'll cut that out. You can say fuck. We're grown ass men.
1: <laughs> but um, the I do like throw Blake Bortles at him. You know, Blake Bortles, a couple draft picks. At least they have a young QB. I know Jacksonville doesn't love Bortles, but he's still a high pick guy. I mean, at least throw him at him. So they at least have a young quarterback to to mesh with some younger guys. You know, obviously he's not your long term answer, but realistically, Drew Brees isn't winning the Super Bowl in New Orleans. So what are you doing with him?
0: What I think it really boils down to, honestly, uh, especially with quarterbacks, we're sitting here, everything makes sense, but and we see this with all other pro sports, baseball, basketball, big moves being made for a playoff push or if a team just needs one piece. With the NFL, though, you know, and I think this goes on with other positions, but with the quarterback to change teams in the middle of a season, it's not like, you know, Kobe picking up in Memphis randomly and he can just do his ISO ball really anywhere in the league. Quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe that's what it is.
1: Yeah, to an extent, but, you know, um, what was it? The Cincinnati had just fired their offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I feel I feel like these teams they they make changes. I, I don't know why they don't make big additions like that. I mean, I, but I would say if there is a position that you see it happen at, it is quarterback. You know, whether it was Carson Palmer a few years ago, I believe was sent to the Raiders. Um, uh, there there's been guys you know that have been quarterbacks that have been traded. You know, Sam Bradford when many. Teddy, Bridgewater went, or Teddy uh, Bridgewater went down. You're right though, there aren't many. Um, but it does to me it makes sense. I don't know why if I'm. I think Jacksonville with Drew Brees is the favorite of the AFC South. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah. I mean, at this point, the defense – the only problem with that defense here this year is it's just going to be on the field too much. It's physically not going to be able to play to what it's capable of doing. And if you get a quarterback that can, heaven forbid, give him some time to rest, that's a really good team.
1: And they don't have a horrible offensive line either, you know. And Leonard Fournette, imagine if you put a quarterback like Breeze with Fournette. uh, I mean, right now teams are pretty much just loading up the boxes because Jacksonville's kind of being smart. I mean, I I know they got away from it a little bit against Tennessee, but they are giving Fournette a lot of carries. Um, Exactly. I I think having Drew Brees in there where you can't stack the box is only going to prove better for him too. I I mean, he's going to be beat up here early in his career because he's got Blake Bortles as his quarterback and nobody even looks at him as a threat.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and another team you mentioned there, Cincinnati, they're in a situation here going to Green Bay. Uh, you know Green Bay is going to be firing in all cylinders after that loss. You're going to get some of those guys back in the offense and on defensive side of the ball. Uh, what do you think about the Andy Dalton situation? What do you think happens with that? Because I don't see this Sunday going well for him. Yeah,
1: I mean, I see McCarron in there after this weekend. or yeah. Honestly, I mean – is Kaepernick throwing? Is he? Is he working out? Is he? Honestly, it, what? What is his situation? He doesn't do. Right he here? doesn't. He doesn't say anything. I, I
0: don't. I don't get it.
1: Because I, I mean, it's uh, Cincinnati makes sense for them. I mean, he's not going to draw a, a a huge distraction in Cincinnati. They're horrible as is. You know. I, I mean, it, it's not like he's gonna bring down a whole organization that and the locker room once if it once exactly hit, they do if, if anything it might lift their spirits they don't want to it's hard if if half the locker room's torn on a guy i mean you know how that that, that, that those locker rooms uh, that that's have the you, biggest
0: thing have you seen that um that video you might have even shown it to me the video where he counts them down he's like uh offense on or playmakers on three have you seen that
1: who was it, Andy Dalton? Yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't see
0: it. Oh my gosh, he counts down like playmakers on three, one, two. They're like they're about to go on the field, one, two, three, and the guys are just, literally just like playmakers. Like they're just not excited to play for him.
1: Yeah, I know. I didn't see that, but I, I can imagine. I mean, I, I, that that also makes me think again. Drew Brees, you know yeah. why 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 not make that move? You have a talented group of at least That's you I'm know saying. AJ Green and Hill and uh,
0: these oh, teams, they're loaded. They're loaded yeah, on
1: these teams are too talented to have quarterbacks out there in situations that don't make sense for guys not to make moves for them, you know. And Drew Brees is the one that stands out the most. I just it doesn't add up to me.
0: And that's the thing. I don't. I don't understand why people get upset with this. Why QBs dominate the game? But but that's that's the clear difference. There. There's just not. I mean, people are like, anybody, they the game is so offensively, you know, um, loose now. It's favored toward quarterbacks. All this kind of stuff. But you can see so many teams like this where if you put an above-average, uh, you know, a Drew Brees, something like that, the, the whole franchise turns around.
1: Oh, for sure. You know, the other thing is with Cincinnati is a lot of people look at them as the most intimidating team in the league from a personnel standpoint, not necessarily yes. what they do on the on the field, but like as as just scary dudes almost, you know. And if you can get that, that group to be behind something like they want Kaepernick – yeah. Um, I don't know how you don't make that move. I mean, it, like I said, it's about winning football games. Does it? Does the distraction outweigh the positives? I think in this case, it does.
0: Yeah, uh, I would agree. And we, like you mentioned, the, the players in the locker room want this. Um, I just don't understand from Kaepernick. Where? Listen, I think we've gotten to a point here. Everybody's on board. We understand the cause. You're supporting a lot of other players. Have supported him, and you know he's kind of done his duty there why is he not as somebody who apparently values being in the nfl still why is he not saying look at me working out like you mentioned we don't see that just things to show like hey i want to be in the nfl please give me a chance where is that
1: yeah uh, i agree Uh, you couldn't have said more i feel like that i i my biggest question mark now with kaepernick we're in the middle of the season you don't have to worry about the media preseason blowing up stories left and right Right, you know there's some of these teams that he wouldn't be that big of a distraction to, and they don't even put the national anthem on TV anymore. You know? So I, I just, I I agree with you. I think you're spot on.
0: It's for a guy, you know, it's like, I understand everybody's sitting up for him. Um, but for somebody who's made over $10 million in their career at, at his age, it's just like, you know, all these people are behind you, man. Like you're mentioning, at this point in the season, if he came into a franchise, even if he is a bit of a stir, let's say the Patriots lose two in a row. That's definitely not getting over, you know, that's going to be the most talked about. There's so many storylines that just pop up throughout the season. Him coming in midway through, I mean, that just makes sense for him.
1: Yeah, uh, there's some teams that he makes sense for. Like, I, I, if I, like, as a Cowboys fan, I wouldn't want Kaepernick. You know, I feel like he'd be too much of a distraction in Dallas. You know, as uh, the, yeah. uh New England. You know, some of these even Green, some of these better teams. You know, I, I, could see why you wouldn't want to bring in a guy like that. That that the media would hit on it like crazy. Um, right. but Cincinnati's that's not going to be the case. I mean, it's not. It's never been uh, this huge media drawing uh, alley, You know,
0: exactly. Speaking of your boys here. At- Here's my take right now. This game, Arizona, in my opinion, is a bad football team. If Dallas goes in here and lays an egg, for some godforsaken reason, um, I think there may be a little more panic. With Zeke showing some signs here, obviously, and understandably, like we talked about, that that uh, legal case is clearly getting to him mentally. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts here? Concerned, nervous, confident going into this Monday night game?
1: Extremely nervous, yeah. probably as nervous as I've been for a Cowboys game in a long time, honestly, <laughs> I, I, other than I, I'd say equally as nervous as I was for the playoff game last year. Yeah, um, yeah. I just think that I, I don't know what it is. I agree with you. Arizona, I think, is an, is not a good football team. No. And I do believe I truly believe Dallas is a really good football team. But for some reason, I am I am sweating this game, and I'm I'm worried about. Like I said, there's so much media attention on Dallas, and exactly. um, I think it could weigh a, a heavy toll on them if this is a game that they drop. Um, and it, it, I'm I'm worried. It's on the road, you yeah. know. Um, now the fact that it's Monday Night Football, uh, I think that that sometimes when it's a good team playing against a below average team, and it, it, that whole overlooking them. Um, when it's primetime Monday night football, I feel like is less likely. Um, so that gives me a little bit more confidence, but uh, I'm definitely nervous. I mean, Carson Palmer, he's definitely showing he's towards the end of his career and he's falling off. But there were moments even in that game last week against Indianapolis where, okay. I mean, he led them down the field. I, the last yeah. five minutes of the game, he looked like a capable playoff winning quarterback. And yeah. and if he shows that on Monday night uh, against that Dallas' secondary that's already down a lot of guys – uh, I'm definitely nervous, like I said.
0: And here's my thing with the Cowboys. In, in my opinion, I think they come out. Dak is a really steady leader there. I think they get a win because Arizona's just that bad, no matter what. Um, that being said, though, I don't care what you say. Between Zeke and Dak, if they lose, the media attention, they just haven't been through. This will be their first time. And I don't care what you say, how talented and good they are they're still going to react in a way that's not going to be the most ideal for playing your best every Sunday. You know what I'm saying?
1: For sure. Uh, this, it, it's it's amazing how polarizing Dallas is, though. I mean, you know, the, after week one, we were ready to crown them NFC champions. You know, now all of a sudden yeah. it's, oh, Dak, Dak. You remember, remember how great everyone was talking about Dak? Oh, man, he's at the line of scrimmage making calls left exactly. and right. He looks great. And now this week it's, oh, he's overrated. He's a game manager. He's a system quarterback, all these things. I mean, it, it's, it really is amazing the way that things just bounce around. I
0: mean, um, Uh, it's, it's a lot. And that, well, (laughs) well, that that's, that's the thing here with early, early week headlines. We're still at this point in the season where we just don't have the tape. We don't know what some of these teams are. Um, so, you know, you're, you're diagnosing each team on a week by week basis. So that's where you get these kind of bipolar reactions. Um, you know, and the other thing is, you
1: know, Dallas has won, Dallas has won eight games in a row at home um you know that's that's something to look at i, I obviously they're one and know at home this year one oh and one on the road going yeah. to denver is a tough game you know totally. and also des, des everyone's freaking out over des bryant but you know the Giants' secondary a lot of people label it as maybe the best in football that's who they played week one and if not them People say Denver. That's who they played week two, exactly. and even this week they're going up against Patrick Peterson. I mean, Peterson's probably going to follow Des all over the field again. I mean, he's had some tough matchups here early in the year. It wouldn't surprise me at all if we see week four, or week five, he starts to step into his own and and really puts together a fine season this year. That, that, that's so that's a great am, point. I'm I'm, I'm I'm nervous for Sunday night because of what it could mean if they did lose. Um, but I'm still I still feel good about the Cowboys though here going yeah. forward.
0: And a couple things here to transfer over. First off, we both are in love with Tony Romo. Am I right? The man is unbelievable.
1: Oh, for sure. Every broadcast that he's on is, is he's amazing. It's and then, he makes games interesting.
0: You sent me that tape here of Trevor Simeon making that throw, and not only the, the throwing motion um, looking just like Romo, but I'm telling you, like this guy is gaining confidence, and he's got a really good team. It only takes him being confident on for whatever reason. He's clearly not a top quarterback, but he's playing like one right now. They can ride momentum here in that defense and be a legitimate Super Bowl threat. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, for sure. He's got a swagger to him. He does. He re- he does yes. remind me a lot of a young Tony Romo. And it's not just the throwing motion, although that is a big part of it. But even way he moves in the pocket and, and, and like I said, his confidence level right now, I mean, he's a guy who he believes he's better than what everybody else is saying he is. And it's people are starting to take notice uh, after
0: his performance last week. Yeah, and he, no question, if he shows up, he takes that team over the top with everything else they have. Um, that defense, again, like you said, is absolutely loaded. I want to talk about my boys here, the Patriots. I I think they're a great case here, too. Just seeing these bipolar storylines, week one to week two. um, I think staying even keel through all this is pretty important because that Saints defense is terrible. I I, I like Sam Bradford, but Sam Bradford looked like a Hall of Famer. Tom Brady had one wide receiver and broke his personal record for touchdowns in the first half. I I just... I, the 13 and a half point line here is what scares me most. I think they beat the Texans. Um, but that's a huge that's a lot of points.
1: Yeah, and typically in the NFL, I mean I've mentioned it several times on, on this podcast since we've gotten started. You know, anything over really 10, I'm like, for an NFL team, that's a that's a lot. I don't know, it's I don't understand lot. the line. I think this one makes sense. I would I think New England wins this one by at least two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I actually I teased them down and won to a pick on which of course I love because there's no question that they're winning this game. Um, but, you know, it just makes me nervous. I, I can't get too excited. Again, Tom Brady showed some signs there. He is old. Um, I, I'm just nervous here. I, I, I want to take this out really to the Warriors and just teams in general. We saw New England coming in with all this hype. The media nowadays just blows things completely out of proportion. I'm not convinced that the Warriors here are going to walk in. They're just going to be like the Patriots. Everybody invincible, untouchable. I'm nervous. The Kevin Durant stuff that's going on. I mean, who knows what could happen with that team?
1: Oh, for sure. I I mean, I could, uh, it's, it's, Kevin Durant's a weird dude. You know, I I mean, it's, it's, it's starting to become that. I mean, some of the things that he does, it's just like, man, like you're arguably the second best. Some people would even argue the best player currently in the NBA. And you're just, Going down to people's level that isn't necessary, you know. I, I would love to to be in in those guys' shoes where if someone talks trash on me, it's like, all right, come on, man, look at my ring, you know, look at my Finals MVP. Yeah, you know, they're like, come on, like, why do you even or do you even pay them any mind? The fact that you've done what you've done, I just I don't really understand why he needed to to stoop to the level of these other guys of these.
0: Or you can just sit there and understand that the reason this man is mad at you is because. He wants everything that you have. You wake up and live his dream. You exactly. Know what I'm That's
1: my point. I'm not saying necessarily respond. I'm saying tell yourself, like, come on, who, who are these? Why am I stooping down to these people level? They, they want to just try and troll me and make me – out. and now look, they, they won. They, they made a headline, and now you've got a guy sitting here like me who, who – I like Kevin Durant as a player. I didn't like what he did, and obviously I'm, I'm nowhere near a Warriors fan, but I, I still like his game. I respect his game. But I'm sitting here saying, look at this weird dude now, you know? I mean, why why
0: stoop down to their level? This thing has creeped me out, but the moving thing, after this Isaiah Thomas trade, I don't care what players do, man. That guy literally did everything he physically could for that franchise, having an incredible top 10 all-time guard efficiency season, and they trade him at the drop of a hat, lost his sister, played through that. It's like, damn, dude.
1: Oh, I, I have no problem with guys that are are, are moving around. I, I, I haven't for a while, because look at it this way. Outside of, what, maybe 1% of sports fans watch 82 games of an NBA season. You know, they're watching every night. There's, there's very few right. people. Most people tune in for the playoffs. Most people tune in for the NBA Finals. I'd even say more people tune in for the NBA Finals probably by double than what even tune into any other playoff game. You know, so why – you can't knock these guys for wanting to make ensure that they're on the highest stage possible because just by playing in the finals, your brand is going to explode. So I I can't knock these guys in the slightest bit. I I,
0: I, I did the same thing they were doing. I couldn't like, it it pisses me off. It's like when you look at people who it's clearly just, it's like, would you not, in that situation, try to maximize your opportunity? This is your life, your family's life, your kids' life. Like, they're they, these are normal people that are trying to make it. Fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can it's, we dock them at all?
1: The the Isaiah Thomas point that you had is perfect because, at a high school level, you know, like it, it's not a business. You know, it's not. Uh, it's not families. Yeah. It's not. You know, it's that's where you go to school. You know, at the college level, I think it starts to become a business a little bit. So, you know, if somebody ends up transferring because they feel it's the best thing for them, well, guess what? That coach doesn't give a shit if you're not producing. If you're not the exact player that they exactly. want, they might not even give you a chance just because you don't fit whatever it is in their mind. You might be winning a battle every day in practice, and you don't even step on the court because you don't fit that whatever their mold is, you know. And those are business decisions because it's their job on the line, you exactly. know. So, so their you, career. they're looking at their brand. You look mm-hmm. at your brand too. It's tough because I, I mean, the it, my problem with it, obviously, as a high school basketball coach, is how does this. Trickle down to the to the high school level when kids see this and are like, "Oh, hey, well, I want to transfer right. to go be to form a super team because you know." Right. And it, but it's not the same kind of thing, so that's my only problem with it. But I can't knock these guys for for doing it at the college and the NBA level because the coaches, like I said, it's a business.
0: Exactly, and like we were talking about earlier, at a certain point, um, you know, you, you just gotta do what's best for you. You look at the turnaround in NFL careers, NBA careers. These guys, talk about somebody, Peyton harps on this all the time. I mean, you're one injury away from losing really everything you have. I mean, at this point in these people's careers, we went through it ourselves, Mike. Just where, I mean, our lives up to college, it was everything. It was everything we did. Um, you know, it took up all of our time. These NBA players are that Exponential, you know what I'm saying? Like their their entire lives are invested in this game. They have to take care of themselves. For sure, for sure, spot on. Couldn't have said it better. Should sure, we got on a little tangent there? What else? What other games do we want to hit on here? I'm looking. Okay, well, you talk about a team that impressed me. Unfortunately, it hurt the Falcons here. First off, it's gonna be a high scoring game. They had the over under at 50 already. I think the Falcons are looking at being potentially – maybe I'm getting excited here, but that defense is young. They're fast as hell. Matt Ryan's going to be consistent. He's not going to blow you out of the water. Even though everybody thinks Falcons were incredible on Sunday night, he only had like 260 yards. But he still put his imprint on that game. They could be a a real team.
1: That team looked – they looked incredible Sunday night. I mean, uh, they looked – they made Green Bay look like the Texans or the Bengals. You know, I mean, it was – they just completely dominated them all all over the field and i know green bay had injuries but uh, i i haven't seen a team dominate an aaron rodgers led team like like that ever
0: they they have they have the weapons where you need them um, they're definitely going to ride i was i got i told you i had to go to that stadium mercedes benz last night and that place is unbelievable atlanta is going to get behind that with the soccer team the falcons um it's just a great cushion here we talk about and it's real the Super Bowl hangover for all the things that they have going for them in terms of the city uh this great early start those are just things that those type of teams need they need those things to fall in place to avoid you know falling into like a Steeler situation where you don't even make the playoffs
1: you know, I'm 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 actually I'm glad you brought up the Super Bowl hangover thing because I'm a guy yeah. who has who's always said that. I've always that's something I always bring up in the beginning of season previews whenever talking about a team. I'm I'm wrong on the Falcons. And totally. it, the Falcon Falcons are the anomaly and they're 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 very unique and and the reason why is they were up 28-3 in the Super Bowl and let it slip by. Yeah, so when I look at it as as Super Bowl hangover, you know, I think a lot of teams look at it as man They grind it out a whole season to get so close and then lose and yes That is the case for the Falcons, but I think that they even have a bad taste their mouth where it's we should have won this game We were the best team in the NFL And I think that they've got a real pissed-off edge to them and at this point through two weeks They look like the best team in the NFL
0: Yeah, I I think that's a great point. I think maybe what they might even have um, is almost a confidence and a swagger saying, hey, listen, we made one of the all-time mistakes there um, and we worked our asses off this offseason to make sure that never happens again. But we were dominating what everybody's talking about as one of the greatest dynasties of all time. We know what we're capable of. and like I said, things are falling into place. I mean, this team just looks really impressive after that Sunday night performance.
1: Who did... Uh, I know they dominated the Packers in the NFC Championship. Who did they beat the game before that last year? Do you remember?
0: That's a great question. I almost said... Because
1: um, I'd imagine they probably... I don't know. They probably beat them handily, too, which means that at halftime in the Super Bowl or or just after halftime when they're up 28-3, they just blew out the Packers who just beat the Cowboys. You know, I mean, they yeah. they were like... They were head and shoulders above everyone else at that point. It appeared, you know, and and then yeah. obviously the 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 greatest of all time did his did his magic and had a, <laughs> had some things go his way and and help right. help us pocket a little bit of money. But um, but that Falcons team, man, I mean, I, they're definitely the favorites right now in my book.
0: Yeah, they look good. It's it's early, it's early, but man, they've done they've done everything.
1: Um, um, I like I like that Giants Eagles game, man, and I I like the Giants to win. Uh, Straight up, Uh, 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 that's what I'm leaning. Straight up, straight up, Giants win the game.
0: Why? Please explain. Uh,
1: You know, you look at these teams. It's just that's something that we've seen just from watching football of the years. The teams that are zero and two, they play a little bit hungrier in week three. You dropped zero and three, and it's like your season's over. You know, and I know Philly's coming off of a loss. You know, but they're coming off of a loss where. Everybody's saying, "Man, we're impressed with the Eagles after that game." You know, it's not—it's not those typical losses where it's you want to—you really want to bounce back. It's almost like they had a little bit of a moral victory, you know. And I—I I think they could come into this game. They—they they, I think they—they they could overlook the Giants a little bit. Uh, obviously, it's a rivalry game, so they're going to be excited to, to to play. They're not going to completely overlook them, but uh, you can't be sitting here saying that the Giants are striking fear into their hearts. Um, and I think the fact that it is a rivalry game, the home field advantage goes down a little bit um and and i like i like the giants to end up getting it done i I just don't see that team falling zero and three
0: i i get where you're coming from where it's like we had this mental idea i I think maybe it's a block where it's like this is a good team how could they start zero and three they look awful i mean they uh, you know I don't even think it really comes down to, at a certain point, Eli's fault. I mean, he's making decent throws. He had a lot of drop passes there. You got Ben McAdoo as a coach who made some questionable decisions there throughout the night. I just don't see where – I don't see any glimmers of hope from this team that makes me say, oh, they're still that good team we talked about before the season. They're not going 0-3, you know?
1: Well, the last, like everybody's talking about, man, the Giants, the last four out of five years, they started 0-2, but none of those years, they started
0: 0-3. But at the same time, we could look back. I, I don't like stats that go over. This is a totally different team. I think we for look, sure. at, I think we we look sure. at how they finished last year, where I think they have a streak of like eight games now, where they haven't scored over 20 points. That's mm-hmm. what you need to look at, you know?
1: Definitely. Definitely. I, I agree. I, I'm i not typically one that, that likes to look back at, right. at, at past teams because it's two different related teams. I know there's another game that we'll hit on here in a second college with Florida and Kentucky um but I look at the the Eagles and the Giants situation and I just see this is something that the Giants are kind of they start slow you know and even their Super Bowl years you know they went on runs towards the end of the year Uh, I think this is a group how how, how do you go from two weeks ago some people had them as their Super Bowl pick to now oh no doubt about it they're going to be 0-3 I think that I think that's this New game York is, for you. Is, is a tough game for Philly, and and I I do I, I see the Giants uh, uh getting it done here, and if you could tease it and get it to plus twelve, I think that's a no brainer.
0: Yeah, that, that that actually given the points there, that does make me feel a lot more comfortable. Um,
1: I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be comfortable teasing it the other way, would you? Would you be comfortable to say I'm so confident that the Eagles are winning this game that teasing them to a pick them with the Giants is an is an awesome teaser.
0: Oh, I, I totally agree. If I'm mm-hmm. going to tease them only six, I'd take the Giants tease. No question. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I. It, um, it, so you could see the Giants winning this Sunday, though, too. It,
0: it's slim, but if I'm putting my money out there, I want to be really confident. Yep. I, I, I think there's a chance.
1: Yeah, I'm. I have them in all my uh, pool, all my pick'em pools. I, I took the Giants this week. I just I think they're going to get it done.
0: Here's a team. The, the talking about one more here. The Saints uh, that's zero two that people are really excited about picking up AP. They're going to North Carolina, and they're getting five and a half points. Uh, Cam and the Panthers here, the defense now has blown me away. Offensively, he hasn't shown me, that offense hasn't shown me what they're going to do with Christian McCaffrey that's going to be successful. That might be something you could tease up to eleven and a half or more. I like that one.
1: Oh, I love that one. I love that one because the, the the Panthers are barely capable of scoring ten points as is. Yet alone. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, plus eleven and a half is a lot, and you know the Saints are going to score some points. You know, and so
0: Olson's out. Olsen's out with that broken ankle. That's huge.
1: Yep. And so if you can get them, I'm sure that line's going to drop. Is it even still five and a half?
0: Yeah, it's five and a half right now. I might, I might throw something on that
1: staying in there but uh i could definitely see that that dropping here as the, as we get closer to sunday um I, I think that's probably one if you can get on it now i think that's def- now's definitely the time
0: i like that i like that a lot i also if we're getting into bets i really like the over uh what did, what did i say it was earlier for that atlanta game it's at 50 so you can tease it down yeah. that's gonna be that's an easy one
1: Yep, for sure, for sure. I, yeah, for sure. I um, could, I'd be shocked if both of those teams just don't score over you know, 24 or 25 points.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um you have any locks you want to put in with the people? Anything you want to get in there? Um, well,
1: if I would go for lock of the week, if we're not against the line, if we're going lock of the week, I'm going to say the Steelers are definitely going over the Bears. Yes, uh, I think that, yes. Was, that would be my lock for this week. Um, who, who are you thinking?
0: That's my – well, you're talking about a lock bet. That one, if you can tease that down to basically a pick 'em against the Bears, I'm not sure if I'm missing something there. But here's my thing, my take on the Steelers: People are panicking; they're not winning these games or what we think we should. This is a, a veteran NFL team, almost. This is a stretch here, but Spurs-like, where they're not going to come out, or the Cavs-like. They're not going to come out and just blow off the doors from Week 1. They don't need that. Big Ben is a veteran co- a veteran quarterback. They have a veteran coach. They're not bringing out all the offensive schemes, not pushing guys to the limit. They're only going to get better here as we go.
1: And that, and that's why the line is where it is. I, I could I could see that game being within a touchdown. I just think the Steelers definitely get it done. So if you could tease it down, like you said, you know, to either a pick'em or one point, you know, the Steelers are gonna win the game. So I right. I, I think I understand the line why it is where it is. Um, but for a teaser, I mean, that's that's incredible.
0: Now, one that I'm I felt really confident about, but I'm a little bit nervous here, thinking over the Jets Raiders game. I loved the Dolphins. Basically, you can tease them to a pick them or even more. Uh, I loved that, but at the same time, this Jets team didn't look. If you take out that punt fumble, uh, they're not blown out by the Raiders.
1: Uh, I don't know. That's debatable. It's tough because yeah. you, you don't know how a play. Wh- wh- where maybe they run back that kick, you know? Right, right. So you don't. You don't know what necessities – but. I like the Dolphins to win the game against the Jets, but I agree that's six points and it's a rivalry game. It's in New York. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, that's a tough one. I, I, I'm gonna I tease the Dolphins down to pick them, but um, it's not one that I'm extremely confident with.
0: Yeah, I was really confident earlier in the week. I'm just not sure how much more I am anymore. Uh, let's see. Oh wow, is Sam Bradford playing this week?
1: I keep checking, but at the moment, I I, I haven't seen much. Um, I don't Holy know if, that, if there's been an update. Yeah. But they got I, the
0: bucks at plus one and a half right now.
1: I think it changed, so I, I'm guessing that they must have put Bradford in. I don't know if we're missing it right now or or what, but um, I'd imagine Bradford must they must have announced he's going to play if the lines where it is now. Because I, I like Tampa Bay. I mean, I think I think Tampa, Tampa Bay could even win that game even if Bradford plays. Now, I wouldn't bet that, on that, but. Um, but I think we're going to see a good game. I think if Bradford doesn't play, Tampa Bay wins easily.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think Tampa Bay, I mean, I was nervous. I didn't put any money on them last week just because, you know, you got the hurricane. You don't know how they're going to come out and look. They dominated the Bears, who in week one gave the Falcons a little scare. Bucks put them down, no question, which is really impressive. You know, these teams that, uh, you know, a Panthers a couple years ago or or these teams that just get wins every year consistently, uh, they they take care of the poor teams handling the patriots win these games you know 38 to 3 i mean you know that's a sign of a good team
1: yeah i'm looking at the online here right now it looks like uh two hours ago there was an update that said that he did practice today uh
0: and what's today yeah he he's gonna play he's gonna yeah, play I, i'd imagine he's gonna play stay away from them um, what you, uh
1: what do you think about the the titans in the seattle game
0: that's what money, money wise. I don't know if I can sit here. I don't know what mm-hmm. to think. I think the Seahawks, they're a team. Um, we talk about starting slow. You mentioned the Giants who have a history of doing that. Seahawks are the same way start out slow every year. That offense takes time. Now, this year we have an offensive line that God knows what's happening. Um, but I'm just not comfortable with where that line is at. It's really going either way. I think, I, I think, two. I think Tennessee wins the game um, at home. We know what they do offensively: run the ball, control the clock, t- all similar to the Cowboys. I think they win the game. What do you think?
1: Um, well, I, as you know, the Titans are my favorite AFC team. Obviously, my brother's yeah. been a fan of them here for for ever since they uh, changed <laughs> over to the Titans. Um, so, I, I obviously I root for the Titans hard, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I I see Seattle winning this game, and I see it Brilliant. for for the. Exact opposite reason that I, I feel like the Eagles are going to fall to the Giants. Um, you know, Seattle coming off of a win here, but it's a win that people are kind of looking at it like, "Hey, what the hell's re- the matter with Seattle?" Right, um, right. So I, I think this is a big game. They've been in bigger games than what Tennessee's been in over the last few years. Um, and I, I think we're just going to see, you know, that 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 veteranness come out, and and Seattle will get it done. It's going to be close. Um, I, I I could even see this being a a one score or, you know, like a three point game at the end, uh, Seattle gets a field goal or something. Uh, That's a
0: great point. That's a great point. A veteran team, Pete Carroll, um, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned that win did not receive any sort of cheers from the media or the local fans. That's a motivated, a talented football team. Uh, It's a really good point.
1: Yep, and uh, just to fire a couple more takes here uh, at a couple of these games just to, to give you guys our insight here before Adam uh, calls in. Um, yeah. I know, Marsha, you, you like that uh, the Denver game. I, I think Denver minus three, if you can tease that to Denver plus three um, or more, I, I, I love that.
0: Love it. I'm totally on board. Simeon looking great. The defense is top in the league. Buffalo, not somebody's going to put up points. Um, even though it's on the road in Buffalo, I, I like it a lot.
1: And then uh, there's three more here. We won't hit too long on them. But uh, the Kansas City, I like the Chiefs minus three against the Chargers. You can tease Absolutely. that to, to plus three. Um, I, I I do think that's a dangerous game, um, you know, in L.A., which I know they have a, a poor uh, home field advantage. Yeah. Um, but it's still a road game, you know. And and even if it is the fact that there's not going to be a lot of excitement, that's definitely going to be a negative for the Chiefs just as much as it would be for the Chargers. Here's- um, so that, that game scares me a little bit. What, what I'm taking the Chiefs, but what, where would you go?
0: Here's my thing. I would almost put it in as my lock of the week for the Chiefs. Um, They've looked really impressive now. At the end, there might have come out a little lackluster in the second half against the Eagles, didn't close it away like we wanted to. But there's no question this team is the most offensively talented right now in the league, clicking on all cylinders with the weapons they have. Kareem Hunt has turned into a league-wide name, household name at this point almost. Uh, And the Chargers are are reeling. Uh, They don't have a lot of things going their way right now. Even this past weekend, it was a 40% Dolphin fans in the crowd. There's just not a lot of things pointing towards the Chargers having a successful season. It's a first-year coach. There's a lot of outside distractions, and the Chiefs are just dominating the league right now, in my opinion. I think that's a lot for me. Yeah, well,
1: we typically do see with the Chargers, though, that they do start slow, and, and but they always stay competitive. So that's why I, I feel yeah. like this, this is a dangerous one where, where Rivers might be able to pull some of his magic and keep them competitive for a while and pull it out maybe. But like I said, I'm going with the Chiefs, but I'm not nowhere near as confident as you are. Um, I'm
0: teasing that bad boy for sure right now. One,
1: one I am really confident in, though, is teasing Green Bay down to minus three against Cincinnati. Um, I, I think that's a no-brainer. Um the Packers are going to win by more than a field goal. And the only way really you're going to lose it there is it typically is if uh, if Cincinnati ends up beating them um, because obviously there's not a lot of one- or two-point games. Um, but I, I like Green Bay. If you could tease that down to three, what about you?
0: Like I mentioned, they're going to have their guys healthy, backed – Rodgers is never somebody who's going to come off a loss and be, you know, comfortable the next week. Uh, I think I agree with you. Cincinnati is is looking miserable, and, and they're in no situation to go into one of the top teams in the league stadium and, and get a road win. No way.
1: For sure, for sure. I think even the minus nine is, is something to think about. Um,
0: it really is. It really I, is for a parlay. Yep.
1: Um, last uh, last one here: Oakland, Washington Sunday night football. I'm going with Oakland because I, I can yeah. tease them to plus three, and I, I think if you can get Oakland plus three against anybody this year, it's probably going to be a pretty good bet. Um, but uh, it's definitely another dangerous game. Washington's a tough place to play, um, and obviously they're they're going to be amped up to be able to play uh, an early favorite here. Um, so I, I think that's another game that could go either way. It might end up being a close game, but I, I do like Oakland to get it done. What about you?
0: I like Oakland a lot. Like I mentioned, I listened to that interview they had with Derek Carr and Donald Penn uh, with Peter King. This is a team that's having fun. Another team out west that has the talent. That that division is loaded between the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chiefs. Uh, I think it's no question the best league in the NFL right now, or best comp, or division.
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm with you there for sure. Um, uh, that, that's kind of. Go ahead. What did you say?
0: I like the I like I like the Raiders though in the game for, for sure. I, I love
1: them. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you too. Um, all right, though we're gonna uh, go ahead and get Adam in here on the line um, and uh, kind of talk a little bit about college football and um, a couple a couple other things. Obviously, the the big news with uh, Aaron Hernandez and um, the yeah. CTE case. So uh, we're gonna Definitely go ahead I'm and get, get Adam on the line here. Bring him in.
0: Um, bring him up. Yeah. And like we mentioned earlier, our third in ego, Adam Morrow, is now tuning in to us. Adam, how are you doing? I'm good.
2: How's it going? Good. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks. It's good to be back. Thanks for holding it down with the uh, NFL recaps earlier.
0: We we did what we could, and uh, we know you wanted to touch on and. Mike was mentioning this earlier as well. We want to talk about this Aaron Hernandez situation. Obviously, everybody's gotten the news update on their phone so far, but Adam, give give us a little insight here on what's going on and what we're looking at moving forward here.
2: Yeah, I was definitely pretty surprised to see not just that he had CTE, but how far along he was with it. I mean, just having a stage three is the second worst stage you can have, and at his age with his limited Uh, action in the NFL to go be that far along is definitely very concerning. Uh, It is basically the equivalent of being a 67 year old trauma patient, which is definitely not good for his age was at. And I would also like to say that like having this far along stages of CTE in no way shape excuses the actions that he did um, in his lifetime. But uh, it's definitely very concerning. It's not the first time that we've seen a situation similar to this. A lot of people have speculated that OJ has severe cases of CTD. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you get into the equipment that they had back then. He, his head was so large that he didn't actually, he wasn't able to have padding inside. And with the, the style he played in with the head first running back, he took a yeah. lot of uh, hits to the head. So, I mean, it wouldn't be too surprising to find out that he also had, um, you know, right. CTE at very far along stages, and doesn't also excuse the way that he acted, um, but it's, it's very concerning stuff.
0: Yeah, and uh, this is obviously an issue that's coming more and more to the forefront here with all these studies coming out. Mike, I know, obviously, you played football for a couple of years. I've never played this sport, always been a fan, but... What are your thoughts kind of as you' were seeing all this information here over these past couple of years and you know kind of a landmark case like this with Aaron Hernandez, you know what could you see going forward?
1: Well, I'll be honest with you, Marsha. it's something that's uh, it's really intimidating um, for yeah. me um, just to think about obviously the, the injury that, that I was stood in in uh, college when I, I took that elbow to the face and shattered three bones in my face and struggled to pass my concussion test after that. It also, and honestly, the way that I'm looking at it from this point, and and I hate to be selfish, you know, and look at it from this standpoint, but is it just football? You know, is it is it contact sports in general? You know, I look at a guy like Chris Benoit, which I know it might not be a name that you guys know, but uh, he's a, a former WWE wrestler, yeah, who's yeah, one of the best. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he ended up murdering his whole family. Um, and obviously, at that time, CTE wasn't really something that was talked about or really known about. So I don't know if they, they did any tests on, on his brain to see if he did have CT. But oh, it I'll, was, I mean, it
0: was, tr- it was tremendous. Like they actually did. did they? Um, and you, like, that's actually really common in that sport. They found it in his brain and it's something that's, that, that sport is really uh, unappreciated in terms of just how physical it is and how hard it is on those guys' bodies.
1: Well, well, Chris Benoit, I mean, his main finishing move that he used to do was the, was the diving, uh, headbutt you know off the top ropes Jesus. you know so i mean to to think about that i mean it does it makes me wonder i mean in all sports i mean i have had four concussions in my lifetime once one time playing football two on the aau circuit and then obviously that that major one when i was in college. oh wow, i didn't know that but um i, I mean it's something that uh, it's, it's intimidating and and for all athletes but but what do you really do about it you know what what are they i, I mean it, that, in football um you know like think about it on a kickoff a guy's know there's a chance that they might take a hit to the head and their life might end right there so what is it with cte that that people feel like there's a right to sue i mean nobody really knows what it is we can't even determine that somebody has it while they're alive
0: well I mean, and that that's that's where i i really start to wonder is like with it being this Such such an unknown right now, Adam. I don't know what your kind of take is on, um, you know, what they do moving forward. Like Mike's asking, but I just think there's so much in the air, up in the air right now
2: medically. It's it's hard to give really any sort of definitive answers for these things. Well, Mike, I want to go back to what you said with you having concussions yourself. Can you take our listeners through what exactly the process is post-concussion with the concussion test? Um, and when you have to pass, what you have to be able to do to be able to play again?
1: Yes. Well, uh, obviously you you start, typically they do it every two years when you're an athlete, but they'll have you take a baseline exam. Um, just they have something to measure you on. Um, and then after you take some kind of traumatic blow, um, or you have concussion like symptoms, um, they'll usually take that same test again. Um, and they kind of see how you score. So they'll test you for, um, you know, uh, how quickly you can react to something on the screen or your memory or things like that. Um, and the worst case for me was obviously when I took that elbow, um, and I had this severe concussion, I ended up failing that test. uh, I think three times, I think it took four times for me actually to, to pass the test where they allowed me to go ahead and play. Um, but I mean, again, I go back to what, what do you really do? I mean, if they told me, Hey Mike, there's a chance that you have CT or you could have CTE because you took an elbow to the head. uh, Would I really have said, okay, I'm not, I'm going to stop playing basketball here. I I can't say that I would have. So um, let's say they do come out. It's not like I just, I don't understand what they they can sue or how like the NFL doesn't want there to be CTE either, you know. So do they just shut down the NFL altogether? Is that what the, you know? There's no, that's obviously not going to be the result. And, Guys and are going to play anyway.
0: Like and like I mentioned on the last podcast, just you know at a certain point, what we where do we draw the line and saying that these are just kind of assumed risks in playing this game? It's not like Players come out and complain about being in these this physical game that they play in. A lot of them love doing it. It's why they've made it their profession. On top of the fact that they're incredibly talented, um, you know, it, it's such a part of really this entire country. It's just hard to see something like this. It, there's going to be changes. There's going to be a move towards safety, but it's hard to see this thing really
2: taking down the giant that the NFL is. Well, I think you have to look at it from this perspective. The NFL is a corporation, no different from Apple, no different from Microsoft. They're a company, and the players are their employees. And should a company not be responsible for their employees' actions, um, whether past, present employees, they're still employees, and they're doing this under the... Jurisdiction of the NFL and under injuries sustained while playing for the NFL. Well, the difference uh, Well, you, you've seen players um, come after the NFL, suing them for concussions and whatnot. But now with the Aaron Hernandez case, you're seeing the the family coming after the NFL, and like, how far does this go along? And like, not just families, but potential people that um, could be victims from some of the players' actions and. You know, how, where does the web continue to go from here?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, I, I, the way I look at it, really, more is how do you view Aaron Hernandez from here? You know, I, I know you said earlier, no, by no means does it excuse the actions, but
0: no,
1: but we don't even know what it, what really it does. I mean, at that point, I mean, did he really just lose his mind and go off the deep end and and, and you know, do something that that he wouldn't have done if he was in a, a normal state of mind? I mean, I, I don't really know exactly what ct all entails you know but obviously we saw that video a few uh months ago where the that football player all of a sudden just lost his mind in the parking lot and goes and runs through the the glass doors and just dives through the next thing you know he wakes up and he's like oh i I don't even know what happened you know so it's it's i don't don't even know how to view this man it's it's something that is just out of our control it's something that really and uh, as human beings it's just intimidating to think man you know these guys just he just lost his mind really
2: yeah it, it's some really scary stuff, and I think it's why you're starting to see a greater push for parents to steer their children in the direction away from uh, youth football. I think you're seeing a greater increase in you know kids being pushed to play basketball because it's a little safer for head injuries. obviously it's not you know going to be you know risk free um, likewise with soccer, you also have a less risk as you would with football you know with head trauma
1: but Yeah, I I just don't I don't think it's necessarily just football, though, you know, I I know that's what you were kind of touching on there. But I feel like I feel like in all sports, like there's soccer players that have had concussions. There's wrestlers that have had concussions. There's boxers that have had concussions, basketball players. You know, I mean, it's it's something that's really unavoidable. And it's even somewhat of a contact sport. And I feel like, you know, that risk going in we're all aware now of of what's going on. I mean, every NFL player, I mean, guys are still entering the draft. I've yet to see a kid that was a high-level talent in college go and right. projected to be drafted say, you know what, because of CTE, I'm not going to go to the NFL. So Aaron Hernandez was going to play regardless, you know, and, and I think it's it's a little bit ridiculous for us to think otherwise.
0: I think here also we're going to see – Uh, Stories also come out as well. Like, where we we saw, Mike, we had teammates that were like this and played against people, grew up with people like this, just where sports gives a lot of kids opportunities, puts them in places that otherwise they just wouldn't have the chance. Uh, You know, like I mentioned, we had teammates, people we knew that. Everybody's not given the same stick at birth. You know what I'm saying? And everybody doesn't have the same opportunity. And, you know, while every teammate and every person we know didn't take full advantage of the opportunity they were given in college, it doesn't mean that we should take that away because there's a possibility something could happen down the road. I feel like that's just – hard to take away from people where it has such an impact in so many different communities
1: for sure i mean a construction worker can fall off of a building and hit his head and and wake up in the hospital and he had a concussion you know i mean it's it, you can get concussions doing anything really Exactly. It, you know i mean it's just it's tough to sit here and try and I, I don't know how they can really sue the patriots or the nfl when i mean you know the risks right
2: right yeah it's it's a it's a very complex subject that we could probably talk about, not only just concussions, but how it's shaping youth sports now currently in general. Uh, We could probably spend an entire podcast just talking about that. Uh, But but we're going to move on now to um, something that Mike wants to bring up for any prospective first-time gamblers out there that are looking for something that could be very, very safe uh, to really just wet your whistle with some gambling. Mike, tell them about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I think a, there's a, a college game this weekend that is one that everybody should be jumping on if you're into the, the gambling side of things um, and, and maybe even parlay it with it or tease it with uh, the NFL games. But I think that Florida-Kentucky game, You know, I, I, I see a, a lot of people are sitting here saying that they like Kentucky. Um, I think a stat that, that a lot of people need to realize is Florida just doesn't lose to Kentucky. They've won 30 games in a row. Um, against them they're ranked 20th in the country right now um, and obviously they're, they're they like their quarterback I know it's been a little bit of a, a circus there this year um, but they, they seem to be confident that they found their guy um, obviously he delivered that nice touchdown pass there at the end of the game last week to win um, but I, I think that uh, Florida's all all but a guarantee um, to get it done this week and I, I I throw on the teaser if you want but um, two points I usually look at it as like a pick em.
0: Yeah. I need I need that tease to feel comfortable, to be honest. That quarterback situation makes me nervous. Um, but again, Florida provides defenses that are Alabama-type level elite. If you can tease them, give them some points, I feel a lot more comfortable for sure. Any other college games you like, Marshall? Um, you know, this weekend we're definitely missing on matchups in terms of gambling. Uh, I guess I, I'm always a fan of Bama Unders teasing those up there playing Vanderbilt who – I guess has some excitement, but Coward had a great point saying if you're talking about how Vanderbilt, how good Vanderbilt is, you know the SEC is down. Vanderbilt, it doesn't get the talent, doesn't have the high-level athlete that you know makes it a top-level program. They just don't have that there. I think Bama goes in and absolutely silences the Commodores.
1: You like you like the under though in that one. So I mean, isn't the, exactly isn't the line? It's what 18 and a half.
0: Yeah for the I don't have it in front of me.
1: Don't you like teasing that for get it to 24 and a half or maybe even 31 if you go with the 13 point teaser, you know? I mean I, I feel like Alabama's not going to light up the scoreboard. I mean if you can you can get 24 points in a game that you're liking under, I feel like that's that's a at,
0: at, at the same time though. It's like Bama, Bama accidentally scores like 21 points a game. You know what I'm saying? It's like that, that that's their team that it's really hard to predict week to week how they're gonna score because sometimes they're running the ball, running it out. Sometimes they're scoring yeah. two defensive touchdowns and putting two more rushing on top of that. I just yeah, I feel stick like with the, the, under. the
1: under. if you like the under though, I just I, I feel like that's it a it makes good
0: sense. No, you're right. Enough. You're right. Yeah. You're right.
1: Anything else? I know I know there was one that was like uh oh Kent State and Louisville you can get for plus fifty. <laughs>
0: oh, State. and we have well we have the Temple South Florida game that's going on as we're recording Obviously, going to be a little late on that, but we'll try and get some co- more college lines here as we're staying
2: attuned and, and catching all these games. You're not going to ask what in games interest me in college football? You don't have an interest in college football. Well, basically anything that ECU is not playing because I don't know if I could watch another one of those football games without pulling my eyes out. God. Yeah, they're... yeah. I was
1: looking at that. You can get UConn at home plus two if you tease them. I know that's probably taboo with all my with all the ECU listeners.
2: <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere near an ECU football game for this season. I am actually um, not this weekend, but the next weekend. I'm very excited to see. Clemson versus Virginia Tech at uh, Virginia Tech. I think if both teams win this weekend, that could turn out to be an absolutely huge game.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think Clemson probably takes care of business, but Virginia tech Blacksburg is a tough place to play. So It's going
2: to be prime time on ABC. I got the inside scoop on that one. Okay, okay. Well, we'll be sure to tune in. That's That's a guarantee. And don't worry, NBA fans. Uh, We haven't completely forgotten about you, even though we've been pretty much dominantly NFL. Uh, We're going to give you an NBA uh, season preview coming up soon. I think we're going to do the Vegas over under to build off that. Whatever Uh, you
0: guys want. I want it all. I'll do three hours.
2: One thing I
1: I would like to touch on here before we close the show. Um, Did you guys see uh, Frank? uh, What's his name? Frank is Zola. Um, with ESPN, just tweeted out about uh, he's he's really close with the Knicks organization. They say he's a pretty reliable source, but he said by Monday expect Mello to be shipped to Houston.
2: It's Frank. I saw. So don't don't do my uh, New York, New Jersey tri-state reporters dirty like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I knew. I, I, was
1: close. I was close.
2: I know yeah. who he is. I, rec-
1: <laughs> I recognize the face, and I, I've seen him before, and I, I know his last name. I know how to spell it, but I, I can't pronounce it.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's real plugged into the. Uh, Knicks franchise. I don't know. I, I'm with so many rumors out there. With how frequently we've seen, like Mello will be traded by next week. Mello will be traded by next week. Ultimately, it's completely Mello's decision where he goes or when he goes or if he goes. So until I see Woj officially stating that Mello has been traded, I'm just not going to uh, buy into anything, and I'm just going to assume he'll be there for day one training camp.
1: I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I look at uh, I look at Alala as a pretty reliable source. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, good stuff
1: nope. so um, Adam you want to go? we'll be back what Monday morning
2: Um, which night are the Cowboys playing Mike because I feel like that's a pretty good game that's true. Which night Monday, night. Monday, Monday night so we'll be
1: dropping the, the podcast to everybody uh, Monday morning
2: yeah we um, don't want to interfere with Mike's Cowboys
1: oh we can't it's, no. never, it's never allowed I'm pretty dialed into the TV screen when they come on <laughs> I'll be calling for the backup quarterback by the third quarter, and then by the end I'll be naming Dak MVP.
2: All right, that's all the time we have today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Look for us again on Monday morning where we'll recap uh, the NFL Action Week 3, maybe some new or new NBA stories of what Mike says to be true with Melo to Houston. Uh, thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Submit your questions. One of these days someone's going to submit a question if they're still listening. Peyton, shoot us something. Three Amigos Podcast at gmail.com. All right, thanks. We're out. Yeah. Much you.